0: Yeah they kind of sound out we needed the division again At the top of the round 17 and Jody with the Air 12 with the division you know that we winning again Air 12 with the division you know that we winning again They don't want to see the squad they just want to beat the line. They don't want to see us blitz the number 52 All right guys welcome back NSFW Dynasty Podcast episode 11 NFM Eleven and yeah, eleven and a half. Yeah, yeah, and a half. So we have that halfer in
1: there, oh, that fucking um, shit show.
0: <laughs> if you listened last week, hopefully you sat through the
1: first thirty seconds of silence. Yeah, for some reason our uh, intro True. music, even though it's sweet and I love it, kind of let us down last week and didn't go on right. Yes, didn't, yeah, didn't apply itself. Just Let's put it there. there? But if you if you turned away from it because you thought it was just a blank uh, track. Go back and listen to it because there's actually content down there. You just got a lot of fucking content. You just got to fast forward a little bit. 30 seconds to be exact. (laughs) All
0: right. uh, Let's talk about what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, Start off with our usual NFL headlines. Then we're going to just re-rank our top rookies at each position. Yeah. Anywhere, Anywhere from 15 to 20. 10 maybe.
1: Yeah, depending on the position. yeah. But this is going to be fun to do because this is our first time actually ranking players. So we it was definitely eye-opening for me going back through and realizing, oh, shit, you got to move this guy down even though I liked him. And then a bunch just, of people moved up just because of
0: draft, drafting. Yeah, draft capital or just not getting drafted at all. Um, so then we're going to go on to our biggest risers and fallers. Uh Who has stash appeal for your roster and who we're going to be targeting in our uh, later rounds? Yeah. I mean, rookie draft. Yeah.
1: Like you said earlier, when you were talking beforehand, those two kind of intertwine. But there's a lot of people you can really target in the later rounds to hope that they hit and give you some sort of at least depth for your team.
0: Yeah. If not now, maybe two years from now. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the NFL headlines. After the lobbying of coach Jason Garrett and owner Jerry Jones, Jason Witten officially left the Cowboys for ESPN. Who will benefit from his absence?
1: Yeah, I kind of figured that he was going to leave just because ESPN was offering him a boatload of money to get into it, which means he must have did really good on his interviews and his tests and everything. You mean the same ones that uh, Brett Favre
0: failed the shit
1: out of? <laughs> yeah, I love Brett Favre, but he should have known he wasn't going to do good on that. <laughs> God damn it, Bobby. Not, not a good, not a <laughs> good media like person. Um, Yeah, Jerry Jones really had no choice, though, but to get on his hands and knees and beg Jason Witten to come back. They left. He kind of left them out of the blue at the worst possible time, and they only were able to bring in a late round draft pick. Even though I do like him, it was a late round draft pick, and we all know that rookie tight ends usually take a while, take a while to develop. So it's going to be interesting to see who pans out there. I do think that the rookie will get some production, but I think it's going to be a lot of
0: not worried about Rico
1: Rico gathers. He hasn't played. Any football,
0: so I'm not really worried about. And when him. he did, he got concussed <laughs> this whole season. Yeah, I think it's uh, kind of dicey the point in which he retired, which was right before day two of the NFL draft, or was it day three? Even yeah. it was day
1: two. It was I no, it was definitely day two that he was yeah came out and said he was really yeah. thinking yeah. about retiring. Um, but it is it is dicey to leave him there, but is it the right time for him to retire because the. Cowboys are kind of in a weird rebuild mode where they're getting rid of a, of a lot of their older talent like Des Bryant and now Jason Witten. So it was kind of the right time for him because the, the real chances of them competing for a Super Bowl was are kind of slim because now right they down. don't really have a wide receiver core.
0: Yeah. Um, who do I think is going to benefit? Like you said, I think it'll be uh, Dalton Schultz, the rookie, or maybe the slot guy, Cole Beasley.
1: Yeah, Cole, Be- Cole Beasley is definitely going to benefit from this because the past two years, he has been uh, Dak Prescott's go to guy. He's He's been leading he the team have in to targets. throw it very yeah, far. He, he doesn't have to throw, to throw it far. He runs a lot of short to intermediate routes. But I think tight end wise, I think it's going to start out as like a mixed bag. They're going to test everybody out there. But in the end, I think the age and the potential of Dalton Schultz will get him that spot. I agree.
0: In other Cowboy-related news, multiple teams said they would not pay league minimum for the services of former Cowboy wide receiver Dez Bryant. Do you think he'll find a spot? Where?
1: Um, I mean, he's Dez Bryant, he's one of the most elite wide receivers in the league. I don't think this is the way the guy goes out. <laughs> I yeah. really don't. Um, I think there's a lot of teams that he originally was looking at are saying, no, they don't want him. I think he did turn away a lot of teams. I know he said that he wouldn't go to the Packers because there's too much history. Now, with him sitting out there, yeah, (laughs) with him sitting out there this long, the longer that he sits out, is the better chances that he'll go to a team that wasn't his first couple selections and really compete and kind of may have a reviving season there.
0: Yeah, and he's also not going to get the money he's looking for. That's what I think about it.
1: And I, I think, I think that's why it's taking a while for him to sign too. Cause he was going out there. He was looking for a bigger one-year contract. And, and I think basically that, looking to get franchised. Yeah. I, I think kind of money. I think that price tag is now dropping to where these guys that are kind of against the cat cap, like the Packers or the Rams are even worse, but maybe they'll get in the range where they could potentially make a run at them. And I think that would benefit him a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna say he's eventually gonna sign with someone he will play in twenty eighteen.
1: Yeah, there's, there's no, no way, way he, he does doesn't. There's no there's not even a way to even guess on where he's gonna go because Deb Bryant himself is unpredictable. So uh, you really? can't there's no at this point, I know he tried to when he first got cut, it's all up in the air now. He could sign with the fucking Cleveland Browns if he really wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs>
0: All right, uh, let's move on. Big Ben stated that he was unhappy with the selection of quarterback Mason Rudolph and said that he is unwilling to mentor him. Does this surprise you? And what is your reaction to his
1: remarks? Yeah, um, my initial reaction is so my reaction today is that the guy's a fucking idiot. Um, He needs to grow up. How many fucking
0: times are you going to say you're going to retire and then not expect them to draft your replacement?
1: Exactly. I mean, I think we're going on year three of him saying that he was contemplating thinking was contemplating. Yeah. Let's go with the easy word thinking about retirement. So if you're running a franchise, the thing that you're going to do when you have a quarterback like that, just like with Brad Favre and Aaron Rodgers, you're going to go out and look for that guy to at least be a bridge. So you can find your franchise guy. Mm -hmm. That's what they did here. And the fact that he's coming out saying that he doesn't like it and he's not going to mentor him, I think is absurd because it's not like he's going to be competing for a spot right away. This is another two to three year project that they have on their hands, and Big Ben is definitely going to be out of the league in three years. And
0: who's to say Roethlisberger doesn't get hurt again at some point? He's yeah. always
1: hurt. In that Landry experiment over there, it was it started out nice, but it failed in the long run. That so shit I, will never. Yeah, work. <laughs> I, I think I think he's an idiot for not helping him. He's not leaving his organization by doing that in a good spot. And I think if I was him and I want to retire a Steeler, I want to be known for helping them transition after he leaves into being in an even better spot with a younger QB.
0: Yep. Keep your team competing even after you're gone. Um, you basically said everything that I said. I squeezed mine in, so let's move on. the With the release of C.J. Anderson and the draft selection of running back Royce Freeman, the Broncos have stated that there will be an open competition for the starting
1: position. Who do you think will win the battle? This is tough. I really like... I like Royce Freeman. I don't really like him because I don't see that superstar or that even all pro potential in him. He's a solid back, all-around back. He has great vision. He will make a name for himself in the league. But with that being said, the Broncos love Devontae Booker. So I do think he's going to get the first crack at it. But I don't think it will be long before Royce Freeman comes in and takes it and that's why he's flying off a lot flying up on a lot of draft boards including mine a little bit but I still got my high potential guys up over him
0: yeah uh, I'm not a huge Booker fan and I think Royce will beat him out before uh, week one of the regular season starts even
1: yeah, I just think that it's hard for a rookie to come in not knowing the playbook and beating out a player that the organization really likes. You know, the organization likes Booker because he was taking a lot of snaps away from CJ Anderson at the time. So I don't fucking so, get it
0: because I don't see anything special about Devontae Booker at all.
1: Yeah, so it's gonna be it's just gonna be interesting to watch it. I do think Royce is going to win it, but I don't think it's going to be before week one. I kind of see it kind of like a week three to four range. So still pretty early in the season where he can give you a lot of value.
0: All right. Oh, seeing as we're, we were just talking about C.J. Anderson, he was signed by the Carolina Panthers today. Thoughts?
1: Yes. I mean, this is one of the great, great times of running your podcast late because you get a hit on something like this right away. So um, C.J. Anderson is you know, a good back in the NFL. they The Panthers have Christian McCaffrey, which they really like. But we all know he's not a between the tackles running back. They still needed that guy that to go between the tackles and get yardage for them. And that's what C.J. Anderson is going to bring to that team. His numbers will take a step back because McCaffrey's going to be on the field a lot. But he will be a solid plug him in for a week and don't really have to worry about him type player.
0: Yeah, CJ will put up a lot of the stats that Jonathan Stewart did last year. And with McCaffrey's versatility, they line him up in the slot a lot. They split him out wide. They might even run some two-back sets, but yeah, and C.J. CJ is going to be on the field quite often.
1: Yeah, and CJ Anderson is a better back than Jonathan Stewart in my eyes so, at this point. Yeah, at in this their point. Careers. So I think that when he is on the field, he will make get better numbers than what Jonathan Jonathan Stewart did, just because he is that much better than him.
0: Yeah, this was one of the two spots I thought that he might end up Carolina or Indy. Yeah,
1: I mean, I I mean, I hated Indy. I also thought he may go to the Dolphins, but you know they they signed Franco already, and I could see them and then mess, drafted you know, Belage, yeah. yeah. All right, that's it for our headlines. Let's
0: uh, move on. Yeah, dive right into our rankings here. Let's go. We're going to start off with our rookie running backs. All right, so after you redid your running back rankings, after the draft, who was your biggest riser after the landing spot was?
1: Did yeah, my my biggest riser was uh, Ido Smith. I had him pretty low on my rankings just because he – Didn't do good at the senior bowl And he didn't do really good at the combine But then after his He wasn't invited to the combine That's probably why too (laughs) But then after his pro day And then seeing where his landing spots is He took a huge jump Now he didn't take a big jump I moved him from 22 to 11 So 11 slots up So but The only reason I did that I didn't do that for his production this year I don't think he's going to be fantasy relevant this year. But, but once Tevin leaves... Next year, Tevin Coleman, his contract's up. He's probably going to leave. And then, you know, is then going to slide on to, into his role. And then I think that's when you're going to start getting a lot of fantasy value from
0: I like that a lot. I actually moved him up in mine as well. But I... Not spot-wise, but value-wise, my guy, my biggest mover was Kirion Johnson. He went from being your back end of the first round guy to easily a mid first for me. Yeah. I I really like his situation. Give it another year. I think LeGarrette blunt has gone. That's extra snaps for him.
1: Yeah. I, I like Kieran Johnson's spot a lot. I found it weird because after I redid my rankings, I actually moved him down spot, but that's the way the values shift. Like I like Royce Freeman's spot more than his. So he actually is the guy that jumped him. So, not I, I like I like his spot, but I still ended up moving him down a spot. So that was kind of weird to see.
0: All right, let's move on to biggest fallers. We both agree here.
1: Yeah, so my biggest faller is both Scarborough and John Kelly. You just pretty much have to look at who's in front of them. Like, especially John Kelly, we loved coming into this. He did looked really good on tape, did good on all of his testing.
0: And he ends up behind Todd fucking Gurley. But
1: he's behind Todd Gurley, one of the better three-down backs, all-around backs in the NFL. So his value took a huge hit. I took him out of my the first pick in my second tier and moved him all the way down to my three-tier. And I didn't even double-think about it.
0: Yeah, I was not very fond of that landing spot for John Kelly or no. even Bo Scarborough they're both go behind three down backs as you said guys but you can't
1: get you can't blame bulk. the team for doing it because it is a roster it is a depth move but it Who's does kill say, their, one of those guys doesn't get hurt yeah. and they have a guy you can step into it does kill their fantasy value they're definitely still guys you want a roster especially if you own like a Zeke like a Zeke or Todd Gurley because they will be one of the better uh, one of the better handcuffs that you can have yeah
0: all right, let's move on to best stash appeal for running backs.
1: Yeah, I, I said this guy before. He's the guy that moved up a lot. I think that's Edel Smith. I like his stash appeal because with him, you only need to hold him for one year. Like, Well, potentially one year. You won't have to wait two to three years. Yeah, I, he could
0: even step in an injury scenario or something. Exactly, and
1: we, we know that the, those two running backs ahead of him aren't the healthiest bunch. So, yeah, especially Freeman. He's got his concussion injury or concussion yeah. problems. So Edith Smith is definitely my favorite stash player, just because I don't need to wait as long as I would maybe like a Justin Jackson or guys like that.
0: Yeah. Um, you want to say your other guy quick?
1: Um. Oh yeah, my other guy is uh, honestly I don't like it because I own the guy ahead of him. That's uh Naim Hines. I just think that he's gonna get some sort of work right away. I, like. The coach already said out came out and said that they're not scared about doing a running back by committee. I think that's the way it's gonna work. I think it's just gonna be those two. I don't think uh
0: no, well, Wilkins I, is gonna yeah. I, I disagree with
1: you I, I don't think Wilkins is gonna go and get it get involved there, but I think it's gonna be those two manning the majority of the work.
0: I do if Jordan Wilkins is one of my guys. I think if you just look at the backfield, I think he fits that first and second down role the best. Now, I mean, if you look at it, Marlon Mack has similar size, but he's not that's not his game really. He's more of an outside runner or pass catcher. Or Wilkins did a lot of that between the tackle stuff and outside, he did it all pretty much for Ole Miss.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's gonna be interesting to see how that really plays out. Um, we all can, I think, agree that Marlon Mack's gonna get the first shot. It's gonna be hard to surf plan him because he's been there and you know it's a system and everything, so actually, it's a new system, so I can't even, yeah. Say
0: the, you, <laughs> you don't really know, I guess we'll all find out. But there's three guys there who any of them could get the job. Yep, if you're a mom Mac owner, it's kind of scary, but it is nice to see that they territory. didn't draft high, yeah. That, that draft gives you high on a guy
1: that's nice because they're happy, they don't feel like they need to go out and get a guy right away, they can. Test out the waters. Then
0: again, bit. I'm still thinking DeMarco Murray ends up there. So I, I don't, don't see
1: it now after taking two running backs in the draft either. Yeah.
0: We'll see. All right. So uh, late target guys.
1: Yeah, I'm going to stick with the same guy, Edo Smith, and late target. One of the best later running backs that you can get. In my opinion. And if he goes, I'm probably gonna look at Naeem Hines, like I said before, even I think Hines has shot his way up into the second round yeah. now, which well, is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not taking him there. But like even a Mark Walton, because Geo's contract's coming up, like they're not coming up, but they have out after this year. So I'm I may look at a Mark Walton there.
0: Um my late target guy is Justin Jackson. I Another- like him a lot. Uh, I see him, like we said last week, easily taking over Eckler's spot. And with Melvin's injury concerns, he may get some. And and with, and
1: with San not San Diego, Los Angeles charges, the Los Angeles charges going out and saying they wanted to get a running back to take 10 to 12 reps away from Melvin. I think that's a good sign for Justin Jackson there. I really do. I love that spot. I just didn't think about him. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was a... I actually didn't even fill that one out, so I had to sneak that in. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our rankings, our running back rankings. Well, let's,
1: let's take a break here and go take our booze out of the freezer before Oh, yeah, then the we can drink burst. some booze. Best part of the podcast, drinking booze. Yeah, you guys should crack one, good too. Good we'll be good. right back. At the top of
0: the round, 17 and Jordy with the Hey 12 with the Divas, you know that we winning again. 12's with the game. 12 with to All right, we're back. Hopefully you didn't even realize we were gone. I don't think you will. We got ourselves some brews. We got our rankings up. Let's get into it. Some twisted iced tea lights.
1: Get out of here. (laughs) No, regular twisted iced teas.
0: You know, nice and refreshing on a seventy-seven degree day
1: here in Green Bay, Wisconsin. We just had a blizzard three weeks ago. We're not used to this shit. Right. <laughs> all
0: right, let's quit talking about this shit and get into our rankings.
1: Yes, Tier one. Sir. Well, obviously it's Saquon Barkley. The guy all by his lonesome. Yes. He's gonna he's gonna be good. Um the Giants started to revamp their offensive line, which they needed to do. They still need to put more work into it. <laughs> But he is going to put up good numbers year one. That is for sure. He's a complete back, runner, catcher, blocker. He's going to do it all for them, And they have no one to compete against him. So he's going to do it all. What, Jonathan Stewart's not going to compete with him? That fucking bum, <laughs> maybe like five years ago.
0: All right, yeah. Also, Saquon, let's go into tier two. I have, what, seven guys here. These are guys that I believe are going to compete for the starting job right away year one and could potentially have the three downs of himself. But I don't think quite as much that part.
1: Yeah. There's only a few backs in this draft that are, have the potential to be three down backs. And even one is a stretch.
0: And that's in year one alone. I yeah. could see it easily happening by year two or so, but uh, all right. Number two on my list, Darius Geis. I think he's uh unanimous one oh two in every rookie mock
1: actually of- not not so much. I know a lot of people that I've seen on Twitter, Facebook have been talking about moving Penny up there or even like Sony Michelle. I just don't get it. They're saying that they have a chance of being a three down back. But I, I don't I mean I don't see it with Penny because of his blocking. Um, I think guys has the better potential to be a three down back because he's the better running back out of those three. Well, The
0: one thing that I dislike so, about it is uh, Jay Gruden came out and said that they're going to use Chris Thompson on third downs. I mean, you got to expect that as we know, when is that guy ever stayed healthy for a whole season?
1: Yeah. And majority like a good 90 percent of the NFL has back backfields like that. Yeah. Or they have the guy that coming at their downs. So don't let that deter you of taking a worse back at that position. I, I too have guys at my one Oh two spot for, for that. Um, My second, be, my second best back. He is just by far the second best pure running back there. So I'm not letting all this, he's not going to be a three down back deter me from taking like a penny at one Oh two, even though majority of the NFL the, doesn't have three down backs. Yeah,
0: and I think the nice thing about Geis is you know he's going to get the goal line work. They're not going to give goal line work Chris
1: Thompson. Yeah, he's going to get the goal line work and he's going to score a lot of touchdowns.
0: All right, if let, they get down to the goal yeah, line, yeah. If
1: <laughs> uh, let's move on to number three. I got Nick Chubb. Again, I agree there. Um, I did, I'm not a, the biggest fan of his landing spot, but I do think he is the third best back within this draft class. I do think that they're eventually going to move away from either Duke Johnson or Carlos Hyde.
0: Duke's contract is up after this year, but I see them re-signing him and keeping him as that guy. But I think they'll figure out a way out of Hyde's contract after this year.
1: Year one may be rough with him, but just be patient with the guy. He's a really good running back. He's In my eyes, better than Sonny Michel because he's just a pure runner. I like him a lot.
0: All right. um, Let's move on to number four. Who you got?
1: I think this is where we start to differ. Yep. I put uh, Rashad Penny here just because he does have the tools to be a three down back. So I do think he takes that step above the other backs, um, especially when this is where you get a pretty decent drop off from the other three there. but he has potential to be a 3 dumb back. The Seahawks say they see him as a 3 dumb back, but he needs to work on his blocking. He has time to do that. I don't see him being sure. a three-dumbback. O-line won.
0: also sucks asshole.
1: And that's that's also why I have him down this far instead of moving him up a little bit um, because they have not improved their O-line. They don't seem that, like they need to improve their own line because Russell Wilson can run for his life every play.
0: Yeah, okay. So my number four was Ronald Jones. There's no one else there in that backfield who's anywhere near as talented as Rojo is. They spent uh early second on him, and I uh, think they're going to utilize him a bunch.
1: Yeah, Ronald, Ronald Jones, I could see there. Um, I just didn't put him there because I don't think he has the potential be to be that three down back, which kind of sets Penny apart in my eyes. Okay. Uh, we have at five. I have Sony Michelle at five. Um, when I was filling this out, I had I took a while to pick between Sony Michelle or Rojo there. I like Rojo, but I don't necessarily like Tampa. A lot of backs have failed in Tampa. I mean, so I I just going, think
0: with that offense that Rojo is gonna. Kill
1: it, it should yeah, it should be a high scoring offense. But then again, it should have been a high scoring offense last year, and it wasn't.
0: They also had Peyton Barber as their leading rusher last season. Yeah.
1: But I have, so I have Sony Michelle there. I am mainly moved him up that far because I'm curious of what the Patriots do. Technically, they you moved him down. Uh, yeah, but I have him at this position <laughs> because I am curious of what the Patriots do because they don't usually spend a first-round pick on a running back. So I am curious a little bit. But if I'm drafting high first round, I'm taking the other guys ahead of them before I let my curiosity get the best of me.
0: Uh, my number five, I have uh, Penny here because of what you said. He has the chance to be a three down back. I just don't want to wait four years till their offensive line is revamped and good enough for him to not get destroyed every third down he's in the game.
1: Yeah, I can't I can't knock, knock that decision. I, the, the offensive line is worrisome, um, and that's not even an understatement. Uh, yeah, it's, it's scary.
0: It's yeah. a scary situation. Every running back that's been there since Marshawn left has played a maximum of, what, five games in a season?
1: Yeah. I mean, I do like him because it was PPR value because he catches the ball a lot around the backfield, too. So, but... Yeah, that that's it's worrisome So if you're taking penny, you are taking risk because a lot of backs get hurt behind that shitty old line that they got.
0: Yep. All right,
1: let's move on to number six. All right, number six is where I put Rojo again, another back. He can score all over the all over the field. I just don't see I hate saying it because I don't agree with it, but the three down he's I, I could see him if he struggles to be the like the scat back coming out, which that's kind of worrisome for me. But if he does hit, he is going to be a really good back in the NFL. I,
0: I don't know. I don't know what, I just think that Rojo, yeah, he's a little slighter. but if you look at what he did in college, he was a goal line guy. He was anywhere on the field. Like we'd said before, he can hit a home run anywhere on the field.
1: Yep. So, I mean, I, I, I guess I, I was, like I said, I was thinking about moving Rojo up, but there's such a little cluster here with these guys that I just felt safer. So, all right. Well, my number six is Kirion Johnson.
0: Uh, things I said before, I like his landing spot there in Detroit. He's got some other weapons around him, he's got a good quarterback. Uh, he's going to lose some work on third down, of course, like most guys in the NFL do. And uh, I think after year one, when LeGarrette blunt has gone, he's g- just going to be the majority shareholder in that backfield.
1: Yeah, I, I like on Johnson there, but I went, where are we at? Seven? Six.
0: Seven? Uh, six? Uh, yeah, I was six. So, oh. yeah, you can move on. to. Seven.
1: So, I, I do like on Johnson there. I have him a couple spots lower. Yeah. Um, because at seven, I put Royce Freeman just because I like his chance for con- consistent, uh, a consistent workload year one. I think they're kind of even when you get to the point of long-term success. I think their potential is kind of around the same area. So in this way, I'm taking the consistent player.
0: I think it's going to be one pretty first. similar year one, too, because you still have Royce competing with I'm, Booker and then whoever they use Henderson or who. Yeah, but I think, I take? think,
1: I think it'll be easier for Royce Freeman to beat out a Booker or D'Angelo Henderson. than it will be a carry Johnson beating out a LeGarrette Blount, a especially, especially LeGarrette for the goal network. He's productive in his best years are with the Patriots. Who's coaching the Lions now? But the, their defensive coach. hey, hey. No, that has
0: no correlation at all. Yeah. That's their defensive it's, coach. Is this is no. the Patriots' mojo. No. Fuck the Patriots. Which is why, at number seven, this is where I have finally have Sony Michelle going. I like the player. Hate the landing spot. He had fumbling issues in college. He had, does that once in the NFL. He may not see the field for eight weeks, just we like uh, Stephen Ridley a few years ago.
1: Yeah, and we all know that backfield is going to be a fucking merry round They just added another horse to it, but I mean they got a bunch of backs there. Rex Burkhead, James White, they're paying both of them. Yeah, I know. I know they said they may get rid of Gillisley. Like they came out and said that he's fighting for his spot this off season, but. There's still a lot of running backs there. That's just so, taking well, one. That's all. another reason yeah. right there. Going into last year, where was Gillisley?
0: He was way up there in scoring, drafts.
1: Yeah, scoring three touchdowns in one game, week one.
0: And then he fumbles and doesn't see the field the whole second half of the season. Yep. All right, uh, number eight. This is where I finally put Royce Freeman, the last guy in this tier for me. Uh, basically because what you said. Like, he has the capability to be a three-down back. It's just with the Denver coaching scheme, I'm not sure that they're ever going to just give the ball to one guy.
1: It's going to be interesting. Um, I Like I said, the only reason I had him above of on Johnson because I think he's going to be more consistent in year one. So with my number eight spot, this is where I have Kirion Johnson going. I do like his long-term potential, but I think his short-term potential is going to be limited because you do have LeGarrette Blount and even Theo Reddick there, and you all know that Theo Reddick's going to come in, but that's not – Big deterring factor. For
0: yeah, the one nice thing about Theo Riddick coming in is you know he's not going to steal a goal line carries or be many carries well, at all because he's a converted wide receiver.
1: Yeah, and and they play him a lot. Like he's a lot like uh, who were we talking about earlier, um, McCaffrey. Yeah, they play him a lot in McCaffrey, the slot Chris too. Thompson, so they're both going to be that, on the. Yeah. They're going to be both on the field at the same time. So again, that's not a big deterring factor for me. But the overall year one consistency is why I have uh, Royce Freeman ahead of him.
0: I guess, whatever. I disagree, but (laughs) agree to disagree here.
1: You got to do that sometimes. All
0: right, let's move on to our third tier. Guys who could potentially eat into the starting running backs carries.
1: Yeah, I started with that philosophy. Kind of. I kind of fell off of it towards the back end of this tier, but then again, I only have five people in this tier. Yeah, so.
0: I only have three in this one, so I'm going to start out. My number nine is Kalen Blage, and he is this close, a whole centimeter away from making it into my tier above. Especially if they decide they like him more than Drake.
1: Oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely with you. I have Blage at my number nine spot. I'm just worried. I have him in the third tier. Like you said, he's close to being in the second tier. But I have him in the third tier because he wasn't productive in college, and that scares me. That does scare me a lot. It is a big deterrent. Because you can't – people – a lot of people don't go from not being productive to college to being productive to the NFL. Yeah. So – but I do like his landing spot.
0: And he's a size, speed,
1: strength freak. Yeah, Kenyon Drake had a good – End of the year last year, but them going on getting another back, even though they brought in Frank Gore, is telling me that they're not sold on him.
0: Yeah, not saying a lot about the guy. All right. I have number 10, do we agree here too? I have Naheem Hines.
1: Yes, I have Naheem, Naheem Hines too. Um, I put Naheem Hines here because A, they took him in the fourth round, which is where they took Marlon Mack. Mm-hmm. So that the draft capital is isn't really there. They could really go either way at that point. And I do see him see those, seeing those two sharing that backfield fairly well.
0: This guy could easily be your next Chris Thompson-type player. I don't see him getting a whole lot of carries between the tackles. He's your pass catcher. Or yeah. Toss outside, something like I, that.
1: I think, I think they'll be using uh, – oh, who was I going to say it was – I mean, my, my, um, Marlon Mack right away. Sorry. I was getting my names mixed up. I think I was, I think they're going to be using Marlon Mack to be the majority runner, at least for this year. And they're going to put Edo Smith in as a pass catcher because Naeem Hines. Oh shit. Yeah. Naeem Hines in as a pass catcher. Sorry. I'm so excited about Edo Smith. Yeah. As, you
0: haven't stopped talking about him <laughs> in this podcast
1: as, as a patch pass catcher because that's what he really excelled in in college.
0: Yeah, that and his uh, return skills. If you're in a return league, this is definitely Naheem guy Hines get. probably goes up into that second tier because yeah. he's deadly as a punt and kick returner. Mainly exactly. a punt returner, but yes. Especially since kick returns are about to get absolutely fucked in the NFL now.
1: No more.
0: Uh, number 11, let's move on. I have Jordan Wilkins, uh, the other back drafted by the Colts. Uh, Like I said earlier, I see him as more of a first and second down back for the team who has Marlon Mack, who's a little slighter, and then Naheem Hines, who's just a tiny guy.
1: Yeah, I have a couple spots down just because I don't see that coming into year one. Here I have Justin Jackson at my number 11 because all signs are pointing that he's going to get a decent workload year one. And that's not even counting the injury or off weeks that – uh, Melvin Gordon's gonna get so if he gets 10 to 12 touches that's a good week, uh, first year for a running back that was taken where he was taken in the draft.
0: Well yeah that's why I kind of moved him one spot down into my next tier I have him at 12 like, but in, yeah. so my next tier is all your elite backups as you'd say they're guys who aren't gonna steal that much work from RB1 if any at all barring an injury but they are there as like an elite handcuff their backup
1: yeah and like I said I was with you with your philosophy for your tier we're in tier 3 right
0: yes but I'm in with now I'm in tier 4 I was
1: I was with you with the tier 3 until I got to the later end of mine then I kind of did a nice little transition into what we were doing for tier four, because I think these guys are going to be the next step above the tier four guys. So that is why then I, my next guy in my third tier, I put my guy that I obviously can't get his name out of my mouth, you Smith, just because I think that oh, 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 oh. <laughs> not that, but just because I think that when Tevin Coleman leaves next year, he's going to have a really good workload there. And it's just a guy that can't really pass up, especially later in drafts.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I'm just going to run through this whole tier and kind of group them all together. As I talk about them. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, this is our last tier ish. Are you in your, I know you know, cause you still have one more in this tier, but I'm just going to do it quick. So I'm okay. out of the way. So I have Justin Jackson. He's back up, backing up Melvin Gordon elite backup. Number 13, Mark Walton, backing up Mixon, and he's potentially still behind Gio, but Gio could be gone after a year.
1: You may have to wait a year, yeah.
0: Once again, steps into that elite backup territory. 14, John Kelly, my guy, goes to probably the worst landing spot for any running back, not named Todd Gurley, to back up Todd Gurley. Elite backup. Uh, 15, Chase Edmonds, David Johnson's starter, once again uh 16 ito smith he's behind two guys but they're both very good running backs Devontae freeman and tevin coleman and then my last guy at 17 is bo scarborough behind zeke yeah
1: Uh, i mean i like those i have kind of like the same guys that you have there but for my third is it 13 no for my i think you're on 12 aren't you yeah for my 12 i have jordan wilkins just because they did take him right after they took Naeem Hines. So they do like him. And then at my 13th spot, I have John Kelly. Again, a really tough runner. He's going to be the guy that backs up Todd Gurley there. So if you especially if you have Todd Gurley, you got to have him on your roster. And then 14, I will have, I put there I put Mark Walton. Like you said, yes, he's behind two players, but Geo has an Odin's contract next year, which would bump him up. Yep. And then 14, I put Boris Scarborough because Zeke, unless he's suspended, never leaves the field. So he's this low, this low for the reason. But there is the chance for him getting suspended again, yes. which I guess could propel him then. All right. I and see. then 16, my guy, I love him. I love the spot for him so he can learn, Chase Edmonds. He's going to be a guy that you're going to have to wait multiple years on but you're going to get a reward from it. Could happen. Yeah.
0: I, what did you have in 15? Uh, 16. 16. Oh, yeah, because you had Scarborough. Yeah. Didn't you say you had one more or is that it? That's it. Okay. Well, that's it for our running back rankings. Let's move on. Nice and quick that wasn't that quick (laughs) all right let's get to the outline quick okay okay la di da la di da mention isn't ready like me dude it's in the same thing i can't just fuck off (laughs) all right we're gonna do uh our best landing spots but biggest riser for, for wide receivers, thank you. Now the people finally know. What I we're said wide talk receivers
1: about. already. When we finish up the <laughs> rankings, I said we're going to move on to wide receivers. All right. So my biggest mover because of his landing spot was Dylan Cantrell. Um, he landed with the Los Angeles Chargers. Which yes, he may not get a lot of work year one because they did just bring back Ty- Tyrell Williams. But I gotta remember Tyrell Williams is only there for one year. So if he does go out and leave as an unrestricted free agent. That leaves the door open for Dilla Cantrell, so I think he's one of your better guys to to pick up or stash him, and you can obviously see how this one's going to go. So, but yeah, I like I like his spot a lot. I like his potential there to play alongside the wide receivers they already got.
0: I bet you wanted to take my guy that was your guy originally. I did, you motherfucker. Yeah, about time. <laughs> Fucking beat you to it for once. Uh, my guy, Marquez Valdez Scantling. I liked the guy when I originally watched his tape. I just wasn't sure that he was even going to get drafted, so I left him farther down my rankings. I didn't hear much about him getting having any visits with teams or anything like that. And then where does he end up? The Green Bay fucking Packers. One of the
1: best spots of wide receiver. Thing he has here.
0: the QB1 of the whole NFL throwing to him if he can just get his way onto the field.
1: Yes. that. I mean, that's the tough part because they, they did draft two more wide yep. receivers there. So he's going to have to find his way on onto the field. But just dude because he is six, four ran a four He's got some pretty good hands. Even, even if he's a situational guy, year one or year two, that shows, that shows a lot because the Packers have their set wide receivers and that's pretty much what they use. If Rogers likes the guy, the, the guy's going to see the field too. Yes. So, I do like him. There is some worries with him, obviously, because there is kind of a loaded younger. I could have easily forward.
0: put uh, Jamon Moore ESB. or ESB on here. Granted, I think ESB was already pretty high and but, actually fell for me because yeah. of
1: capital. But like, like you said, he and we liked him all the way through this process, and he landed in the best spot a wide receiver can go. As when you go to one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, your your value skyrockets. So. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's go to move on to biggest faller. All right, my biggest faller was just kind of, I guess, shocking to some people is DJ Shark. Um, yeah, I was thinking this too. I was extremely high on him. He's just very athletic, has the potential to be a superstar in this league, but especially year one, and you the, have
0: to go play with Blake. Worms. Yeah, the
1: deer, the the deer, the dude is fucking buried. Like that is he a, runs like a deer. Yeah, right, that is that is a big wide receiver room, especially now that they signed Alan Lazard, which we also liked. Which, and you have not a good quarterback throwing the ball, and they don't seem motivated to move on from
0: and it. And the thing, all their running backs, or I mean, wide receivers in front of him are all super young, too. I think the oldest guy is either Marquis Lee or Moncrief at 24, 25 years old.
1: Well, that's in that nice thing with him, because he is falling to like the third round in a lot of mock drafts, and he only... Potentially has one year before he will see a lot of playing time with Moncrief leaving. leaving. Now, I am kind of worried about Alan Lazard because I do like him. But again, DJ Shark is just an all-around athlete, so he will see the field a lot more.
0: Yeah. Um, Speaking of Alan Lazard, that's my biggest faller here. He went from being my 15th ranked wide receiver to getting undrafted in the NFL draft and going to a shitty spot in Jacksonville. I just don't know how much I, upside there is for him. Granted he will, or he's easily the biggest receiver that they have in their whole receiving core. So I don't really know. But I can't, I thought this guy was a fourth round draft pick in the NFL. Uh, you no,
1: know, I was with you, but after really thinking about it, I think the reason why he fell so far and out of the completely out of the draft completely is because he's kind of like a Vincent Jackson, even though, yes, he was really good. DJ was like what a seven but he was too? he was never really good after the catch he can go up and get the ball but he's not really good after the catch and then the nfl is kind of turning to what you can do after the catch and that's why you've seen like the packers go out and get the three wide receivers that they did or the jaguars with all their wide receivers go out and grab a dj chart
0: well i mean i feel like the jags already have the guys that are pretty good at the after the catch.
1: But, like and I said earlier, is, when you have a shitty quarterback, you got to load him up with weapons.
0: Hey, though, I mean, he's what? Wide receiver six or seven on their roster right now. It's going to be tough for him to even make the team.
1: Yeah. Huh. Wait, especially. What? Oh, Alan Lazard. I thought you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it will be tough for Alan Lazard to, to make the team.
0: All right, uh, let's move on. Uh, who gained
1: the most value because of landing spot? All right, again, you kind of stole a guy that I was leaning towards. But I think Traquan Smith. Yeah, you, this was my number two yeah, guy. Traquan easily gained the most value. I know in a lot of the mock drafts that I was looking at, he was going late. Early fourth, yeah, late third. Some like I that. even saw him not getting drafted, which was really surprising well, to I me. I don't
0: remember seeing that.
1: Um, But, again, he's going and he's going to play with one of the best quarterbacks in the league, in Drew Brees. And there's a spot open for him alongside Michael Thomas with Cam Meredith playing the slot. So he, there's potential that he could go out year one and be a starter, and you're going to be getting him in the early third round.
0: Yeah, well, I think he's moving up now. Uh, I think he's probably closer to the mid-second. I mean, hey, I, mean
1: I, I personally would take him in the mid-second, he, but I've seen a lot, especially in, like, those mock drafts. I know it's super early, but... He's in the lot. Of, some of those mock shafts, he's been falling to the third. Well, I know first. in our
0: super flex draft, he fell to but, end of the third. Yeah. Uh, what was that other one? The one, yeah, he went like three hundred two. I want to say super. it was or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So
1: I would, if he's there anywhere from the second, I'm take. If he's there in the second for me, I'm taking taking him. But if he falls to me in the third, I'm fucking just jizzing everywhere. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, My guy
0: is uh, Gallup for the Cowgirls. They went out and they got a receiver that they like. He's kind of like a Dez clone to me, pretty similar. And he's going to have first crack as a starting wide receiver for
1: him. Yeah, he's going to walk in week one and be on the field all the fucking time. So you can't really complain with that. Um, Again, like I said, I wanted to take him. It's just you really can't complain with him. He's an easy first rounder right now. So, yeah, I,
0: I think he's my wide receiver four or five now. I don't. Yeah, I would have to look double double check
1: that, but he's high up there. He moved a lot for me. All right, uh, stash appeal guy. Who do you got? All right, since you took my guy, I'm gonna go Dylan Cantrell. Like I said, he's a good (laughs) stash. (laughs) Good, he's a good stash player. Again, you may only have to wait a year. But if you're looking for a real home run hit here, you if you take any of those three Packard wide receivers, it's one of them one, of, one of is gonna see the field. So it's they're worth a stab.
0: Yeah. Uh I put Valda scambling here, but it could easily be Jamon Moore or ESB. is still going kind of early because of what everyone thought name beforehand value. and yeah, name value and where he landed, of course. Yeah. Um
1: all right. Who is a later-round target for you? All right. My my late round target that I'm going to love to take here is Antonio Callaway. Um, if he doesn't smoke that dope. Yeah, there's a lot of risk for him, and that's why he's falling. But there is no arguing that he is one of the most, if not the most talented wide receiver in this draft class. So if he does he's get yeah, his win on,
0: like right on right next to Anthony Miller, kind of. They're pretty similar Players, yeah.
1: So if he does get his head on straight, which I think Josh Gordon will help him with, he's going to be a great addition for your fantasy team and for the Cleveland Browns.
0: All right. My guy, uh, which we may even be able to get undrafted in our super flex league is Cedric Wilson. Uh, I really liked his tape. He's out of Boise state. Uh, he was known as a burner. He didn't really run burner speed. I think he ran a four or five, but he ended up in Dallas. A great spot for a, receiver, a rookie receiver to land. No real no real wide receivers there. so Yeah, it's likely that he gets playing time right away, early and often. And that's what you're kind of looking for. So, with that, let's get on to our top 15 to 20 rookie wide receiver rankings. All right, let me get there. Yeah. <laughs> Got mine. I got mine. All right. uh, Let's start it off. Tier one are. Well, do you have two guys or one guy? I got two guys in my tier one now. Yeah. These are my highest
1: potential guys. Yeah. These are the guys that I think could be fantasy superstars in a few years. So. All right. My number one is DJ Moore. I agree. Um, before we had Cortland Sutton, but DJ Moore jumped him just because of his landing spot. He's going to be a starter there week one. And looking on Twitter, a lot of people hated
0: this landing spot, and I didn't get it. He's going to be Cam's not the greatest passing quarterback, but he's in a high powered offense.
1: Yeah. And he's going to be on the field a lot. Would they want him in Denver like Cortland Sutton is? I don't get it. Yeah. If, if you're a rookie and you start week one, that's the best landing spot for you. Yep. Uh, number two, I have Cortland Sutton here. Yeah, Sam. I bumped him down from my one to my two just because you're going to have to wait a year or two. It's at least
0: the one year. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say that just like we said last week. Yep. Uh, okay, on to the second tier. These are guys who I think are going to have nice careers in the NFL. Not Maybe not your uh, tier one guys, but they'll, they'll be solid wide receiver twos throughout yep. their career.
1: And everybody's been seeing throughout this process that this is not a great wide receiver class. So that is why we went from the guys that we just named to the guys that we think that they're gonna do all right, you know. They're gonna be solid for you. They're not gonna be that game changer. Yeah. All
0: right. Oh, I already noticed one mistake in mine. All right. So at number three I have Anthony Miller for the Bears.
1: I have him too. Again, you can't really complain. They need a lot of wide receivers. They added one here, and he has a good potential of getting a really good playing time week one, and I love his tape. Yeah, his tape is insane. It, so. I told you, it, yeah. if you look
0: at it, he kind of reminds me of AB. Granted, he's, I don't think he's going to be AB, but just
1: some of the plays he makes, same size, shit like that. Yeah. No, I, I definitely like it, like this tape, and that's why he shot up the boards for me a lot.
0: Uh, Yeah, he only went up two on mine. I had him as my number five guy before this. I had him
1: down lower than you.
0: Yeah, I remember because I called you out for that shit. (laughs) All right, number four,
1: I have Michael Gallup. All right, number four here, I have Calvin Ridley just because he's meeting up with his college coach again and he's teaming up with Julio Jones, so I kind of like that.
0: Yeah, I have him all the way down at number eight. Bum. I just, I'm just, i not a fan of Calvin Ridley and I couldn't see myself taking him
1: ahead of some of these other guys. Alright, and then number five, here I have Michael Gallup. Like you said, yeah, I, week, week one starter, there's no real worries about him. Lock him in. Number five, I have Traquan Smith.
0: Uh, uh, like we said before, going he to play yeah, with goes Rees. to play with Drew Brees. He had some nice film. They spent A third
1: rounder on him? I don't remember. Yeah, something like that. that It was was pretty early. No, it was a third. It was definitely a third. Um, I have Traquan Smith at my number six, just a spot below. Um, Like like you said, yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, My number six, James Washington. Uh, Like I said last week, I want to see if he ends up being the next Steelers guy after Juju only is a one-year wonder, if he's anything like Martavis or – whoever was before him or no uh, Sammy coats. And then Martavis before that,
1: Um, I have James Washington as my number seven. He actually fell quite a bit for me not because I don't like the guy, but just because I like the other guy's situations better. Um, So James Washington, number seven, I like that. Uh, Mason Rudolph is there. Keep that little connection going mm-hmm. that worked well in college to see if it can't translate. So, can't really argue with either of the spots that we have them. Yeah, uh, I don't think we're too far off. Uh, number seven, this
0: is where I think we're going to be a little different. I got DJ Chark here just for future potential.
1: Yeah, I got him down a couple spots. I have one more guy that I think will do very well this year. So, ahead of him, and that's about it.
0: Okay, eight, I already said I got Kelvin Ridley.
1: Yep, number eight. I have a uh, Christian Christian Kirk just because he's gonna start uh start week one with them and then he's you gonna think be he's gonna a-
0: start week one? Yeah. And move Larry Fitz back outside.
1: I mean you got you gotta give him his reps. So I think I there's know. a good I think there's a good possibility that he starts week one and there's just another building block for Josh Rosen, who I love. So
0: I have him the spot below, so I can't really argue. I'm <laughs> yeah, not I'm not a huge fan of Christian Kirk. I, well, don't get I on, also don't see there. him being a week one starter. I don't know what they're gonna do exactly, but I don't they have no wide receivers. I so they have I, to get I don't the think they're someone. gonna move Larry Fitz back outside. He's been murdering that slot hole. Yeah, but
1: they just they have no one. <laughs> they gotta do something. Eh, whatever. So, number number nine, That's this is where I have DJ Chark. Again, just an all around fucking athlete, really good, but you're going to have to wait a year or two. Yeah. Uh,
0: my next guy is Dante Pettis. Basically, landing spot alone is why I have him where I do.
1: Yep. Number 10, I have Dante P- Pettis because of his landing spot. They really needed wide receivers. They drafted him. He's going to get a lot of work. Hey, they dr- took him
0: early too. They're going to really? use him often. I believe. Uh, okay, so now I'm on to a new tier. Yes, yes, I am too. Guys so who might take there. a little while, but I think they'll end up finding a groove in the NFL for themselves.
1: Yep, I went with the same philosophy here. Uh, number 11, I have Antonio uh, No, Number 11 here, I have Kiki Cutie, just because the Texans don't have a lot of wide receivers. They have Nukes, that's about it. Will Fuller. Yeah. Guy fucking murdered nope. five weeks last year. And then got hurt for the rest of the season.
0: No, it was. Oh no! I he got was hurt for a while, Yeah, he missed a couple games. Uh, my number twelve, Deion Kane, just like the landing spot, wide receiver. You and just him being a the number one guy coming out of high school.
1: Yeah, my number twelve here. I have Antonio Callaway again. Can't really complain about him. He's down this far because of his off-field issues, but he is. Could easily be in that first year if he Wait. on any of those off the field issues didn't work. Who's your 11? Oh, Kiki.
0: Yeah. Uh, 13. Uh, another guy whose tape I really liked, and he ended up in Indy as well. Darius Fountain. Uh, the guy just is a playmaker. Granted, he played at Northern Iowa. So, he didn't face some great competition. But then again, that's where David
1: Johnson went. So Yeah, I know a lot of people liked, liked him coming out. Um, mm-hmm. I have him outside of my top 15, not because I don't like him, but just because I had a lot of guys that I wanted to get up here that I really liked over him a little bit. He's as high as he is for me because I think either him
0: or Kane is going to take that number two role Yeah, over uh, what's-his-nuts Ryan Grant.
1: No, Ryan Grant's a bum, so... <laughs> But uh, that's not what that first contract that, said. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's why he this physical. Yep. But um kind of because of what you said about with the with the Colts wide receiver quarter is why I have Deion Kane next. Again, he's gonna have decent opportunity there. TY Hilton's not gonna play forever. So why not take him here?
0: Yep. Uh my number 14, I have Justin Watson. Went to a crowded place in Tampa, but I like his tape a lot he was all over twitter which is actually where i decided to start watching film on him because of twitter and i think once djax leaves he's gonna have a a role there and i don't know how much longer djax is gonna be playing there
1: yeah i don't know how much that he will be playing either but like i said that's a crowded room so it's gonna be interesting to see who pops up and it is worth taking him in case he is the guy that pops up Mm -hmm. but you just never know yeah um for my 14, I have ESB. Okay, just yeah. Just because of his landing spot, he gets to potentially catch passes from Aaron Rodgers. Well,
0: I have 15A, B, and C. It's the three Packers receivers. One of them is going to break out, like we said. It's just a matter of which one. Hopefully, we know a little closer to uh OTAs or training camp or something like that. I think someone will emerge. That's pretty
1: then. much the way I was feeling, too, but... I I just put ESB there and moved the rest out of my top 15 because I didn't want to feel like a homer. (laughs) Well, I just literally, I have 15A, 15B, 15C. Yeah, one of those guys (laughs) are going to break out, they're going to get to work, especially when they get rid of Cobb. And and in order,
0: I have Veldes, Scantling, ESB, Equanimous, St. Brown, and then uh, Jamon Moore, who they actually spent the highest draft capital on.
1: Yeah. Um. All right. Then for me, for 15, this is where I have Dylan Cantrell. Again, this is a really good sleeper. Potentially, again, you're only going to have to wait a year to be able to use him. So I like him a lot
0: there. All right. So I got three guys left because I couldn't just exclude these guys. I would have felt bad. I would have hurt their feelings. <laughs> uh, 18, Cedric Wilson, who I hit on already. 19 Deshaun Hamilton speedster kind of I think he'll be okay and then uh, number 20 Kiki because of what you said before they don't have anyone filling the slot other than Braxton who's been a
1: utter disappointment actually for um, for me my 16 was actually yeah my 16 was Deshaun Hamilton so okay. he wasn't that far off for me alright well
0: that's it for our rankings here for wide receivers What is next? Are we moving on to... We are moving on to quarterback. Quarterbacks. We're about to hit the hour mark, so let's speed this shit
1: up. Yep. These ones are only going to have, like, 10, so this should go pretty much faster.
0: Yeah. I still got to get to my outline.
1: All right. Here we go. Uh, We start out with risers, I believe. Quarterback rises. All right. My biggest quarterback riser is Baker Mayfield. If you are taking 1-1, you are expected to be in the next Pro Bowl. How's your riser when you already had him as your QB one? Because his expectations just got it that much higher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm, okay. But no, if you look, if you look at the mock drafts, his draft drafting spot has risen a lot since from yeah, before even before the from mid third to, to mid second. Yeah. Kind of. So that's why I'm. That's why I put him there, just because he's getting. Picked a lot higher than what he was. Wherewith, I know I said that to you about Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley can't get any higher because there's no one zero zero. 0 There's oh, just 1-1. One, one.
0: There is, and it's him. <laughs> uh, my guy is Josh Rosen. I really like him going to the Cardinals, and he moved up the one spot. He bumped Lamar Jackson down the spot for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like Lamar Jackson. I want to use him, but again, he stole him from me. But... I just like the fact that the Cardinals can build the offense around him. They can get him into training camp, see what his arm is like, what they can do with his arm, and then put players around him to play towards his arm.
0: And he gets to learn from a decent quarterback in Sam Bradford.
1: Yeah, I mean, Sam Sam Bradford's not bad.
0: He's just... When healthy, he's actually a very good quarterback. It's just, is he ever fucking healthy?
1: No, never. All right, uh, biggest faller. We agree the biggest father here is Josh Allen. I wanted to pick someone else, but you just really can't. This guy is going to have to play year one, and he shouldn't. Yeah, he's, he's going to sit two to three years.
0: He's going to be out of the league in two to three years if he starts year one. Exactly.
1: And now the Bills got rid of their whole offense line, doing things in the draft and just releasing guys or retirement mm-hmm. that he's going to get murdered. That's what's yeah, going to happen. And he's
0: got no playmakers around him other than an aging Sean McCoy.
1: Yeah, that's it. They're just going to run screen passes at Sean McCoy and get him killed, too. So. Yeah, and then they trade
0: away their fucking tight end. I don't get this shit. All right. Uh, which quarterback landed in the best spot for long-term success?
1: All right. Here for my long-term success, I'm going uh, Kyle Lalletta here. I almost picked him, but I... Thought that you would. Yeah. I mean, he went to the Giants. Yes, he's going to have to sit behind Eli Manning. But look at his weapons. Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram, OBJ. If they Sterling resign OBJ. Shepherd. They're all there. He's going to have weapons galore when he finally gets his opportunity. And that's why I think he's going to have the best long-term success.
0: That's the only thing that I'm worried about is them actually keeping him as the next guy. Say they don't suck ass again this year and get the top quarterback next year or something.
1: No, that's always a risk too. But then again, you're not spending a high draft pick on taking that chance. So for me, that chance is... Golden, like in the super flex, we got Lilletto in the fourth round or then in the third uh, 307. Yeah, in it was, teamer, yeah, it was around there. So that's not
0: that's not bad. Taking we're not team. much as super flexers either. Just so you know.
1: <laughs> no, we're not. Uh,
0: my guy is Josh Rosen because of what you said. They get to see what he's like and
1: build the team around him. And build it for him. Yes, I like I liked that aspect a lot. I didn't want to take Rosen, but again, you took him, so I couldn't really complain. I liked Voleta, too. So.
0: Yeah, well, if I would have known you were going to go Rosen, I would have <laughs> So Yeah, there you go. We agree. All right, uh, worst spot for their long-term success? I'm
1: going Luke Falk. <laughs>
0: I didn't just think he was going to be much anyways. So. Yeah,
1: but just because when you get drafted, you're pretty much in the pit of misery. Like they already have have Marcus Mariota there. You're not going to see the field unless he gets hurt. And then if you do see the field, you're not going to be ready because they're going to be so focused on planning for Marcus Mariota. It's a completely different
0: offensive style. Yeah, exactly. Um, My guy is still going to be Josh Allen here Uh, for him to have long-term success. He's going to have to sit for two years, so maybe he can play three and he gets five years, and that's long-term. But if he goes out year one, like we said, he may be out in three to four years. And
1: you already know that A.J. McCarron is not finishing this year. (laughs) There's no fucking way. No. Um, Later on, quarterback targets. I'm sticking with my guy, Kyle Loletta. just because of his weapons. It is close with your guy. I'm No, I have Loletta as well. I have Loletta and Mason Rudolph. Okay, but it is close with Mason Rudolph because I do have – a lot of talent for each of them, like Mason Ruff had would have Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, but I think Lulettos is more sustainable because they're just that much younger.
0: Yeah, they are that much younger.
1: So uh, let's move on to our
0: quarterback rankings. Got to pull these bitches up. Yes. <laughs> the
1: worst part of doing this shit.
0: Okay, I got mine. That was quick. All right. I finally figured it
1: out. Um, mine honestly didn't change a whole lot. No, mine didn't change a lot from the beginning. So we can pretty much cruise through these things. I think you, I
0: only want to hit on seven of them. Really? I don't think that we have to do the full 10. All right. Yeah. Let's,
1: let's go. Let's go seven.
0: Well, I'm going to go eight. Cause I'm going to throw in the guy, the Pat's drafted just cause
1: that's where he went. Okay. That's fine.
0: Uh, number, number one is Baker. Obviously he went first overall in the NFL draft.
1: Yep. Even though I saw him throwing a bunch of picks in a video. He's the one one. <laughs> <laughs> the best, not one one, but the
0: number one quarterback. <laughs> uh, number two, I have Josh Rosen because of what we hit on
1: already. Yep, Josh Rosen. I love the fact that he's just getting a team made for him. Uh, three, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I got Lamar Jackson as my three again. If
0: I was, fucking hated this spot at first. Yeah. But if, and if, then
1: I looked into it, if he, he gets really to work on being a peer passer, which he is not already not bad at passing. So he just gets to really improve on it. And then if he, when he gets his opportunity he gets to sit a year has, behind the elite Joe Flacco, not elite, but he gets to sit <laughs> a year. But when he gets his chance, he has the opportunity to be by far the highest fantasy point scoring quarterback in this draft.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, my number four, is Sam Darnold. Again, yeah,
1: I have Sam Darnold too here. So we're yeah. pretty much agreeing um,
0: who I thought was going to be the first quarterback taken. Yeah,
1: he's, he's got some work to do, do. So I don't. He does he, have. He said he does have some decent talent around him. So I like that. The Jets are eyed at best, but
0: uh, he does get to learn behind Josh McCown, who does know some things. Believe it or not, he has had multiple good seasons. So and then there's also Teddy there as well, who's had a couple just capable seasons, or maybe it was just one. Uh, so let's move on to our next tier. Yep. Oh, uh, in my next
1: tier, too. Kyle Oletta. Really? Yep. Oh, I didn't see that one. Um, I, I like Kyle Oletta's spot. I just have one person in my next year, and then I'm dropping down to those guys. I'm going with Josh Allen here, just because of his potential alone. I just don't see him making it out of I, Buffalo alive. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be rough, but... If you take Kyle Leto over Josh Allen and Josh Allen does hit, it's, it's just going to, I think I well, would regret it. The thing is, I'm
0: just going to skip Josh Allen altogether because I'm not going to get him where I have him. So someone else is going to take him and then Oletta will fall where I'm comfortable taking yeah, Oletta.
1: I like that too. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Kyle Oletta. I love his opportunity there but I also love Josh Allen's potential. So that's why I have him that one.
0: See, I was never stuff. big on Josh Allen. I never really thought a whole lot of him. So another surprising one for me.
1: Number six, Mason Rudolph. You're a fucking bum. My number six is Kyle. Luda, from what I said, a lot of, a lot of talent there, a great opportunity for him. And he gets to sit two to three years.
0: Yeah. With Mason Rudolph, Basically the same thing, just a little older talent.
1: Yeah, but the Steelers are
0: usually pretty good at drafting offensive guys. Yeah. They always come in and do something.
1: And that's why I have Mason Rudolph at my 7.
0: And my number 7, finally, Joshua Allen. I just think he's going to fail. I don't think they're setting him up to be anything. I mean... It's you, gonna trade, be you trade away your left tackle. You... Don't have a wide receiver who is probably going to get suspended the first couple games. You don't have a tight end, and you have an old running back. Yeah. On top of trading away half your defensive players,
1: I don't know. I just don't see them setting him up for success. He's definitely not set up for success, especially year one. But I think I don't know. I just like his potential. That's why I had him. Where I had him. All
0: right, and then uh, my last guy, Danny Etling, just because he went to the Patriots. That guy's awful. Hey, that's only because he went to LSU. If he would have stayed at Purdue, there probably would be better things to say about him. Probably. Not. I don't know why he would transfer to LSU unless he knew he was that bad of a quarterback and didn't want anyone to know about it. So let's get back to it and hit on our last thing: the tight ends. I love BJ tight ends. Yeah right. You like loose ends.
1: Uh, <laughs> who is your biggest riser for tight ends? Honestly, mine is Troy Fumagalli. Troy going and this does seem like a homer pick, but he's going to Denver and they don't have a true tight end there. They have Jake Butt, and that's really his only real competition there. I love his spot and he has potential. And I think if there's any wide receiver other than Koseki to make an impact year one, I think it will be this guy because all that guy does is. Make plays. I do really like
0: Fumagalli, but I think you're missing two other guys here. Jordan Atkins. He's going to Houston where they don't have a single tight end on the roster who can stay healthy for more than three weeks at a time. And then Dalton Schultz, who just got thrown into a great situation with Witten's retirement.
1: Yeah, I mean, Dalton Schultz definitely is in a great situation here, but I think. Fumagalli is going to outproduce Dalton Schultz, and it's not even going to be close to my eyes. Again, I watched. I don't know. Uh, the colors. one thing that I'm worried about
0: Fumagalli is if Jake Butt weren't hurt last year, he would have been a late first, early second round pick.
1: Yeah. It's but just
0: because of when he tore his ACL is why he fell so There's forth. a
1: lot of people that don't come back from that, and I think that's why they Times him. are a change, and yeah.
0: a lot of people heal. From ACLs, like nothing ever happened. Oh uh,
1: yeah, I, maybe I get, even I get better that point.
0: afterwards.
1: I'm taking the Homer pick here. I'm going Troy.
0: I mean, I like I said, I like me some Troy too. So, uh, who's
1: your biggest riser? Um, honestly, my biggest riser here is Ian Thomas. He people say that he could develop into being one of the better tight ends here, and they put him in a great spot to do so. Learning from Greg Olson. Greg Olson was another great receiving tight end, and Cam so, likes throwing to the tight end a lot. So I like. I like Isaiah I mean, Isaiah. <laughs> Ian Thomas there. Leave it at that. All right. Um,
0: I'm going with Jordan Atkins again. Uh I did like him. He just shot up my rankings because he was drafted in the third round and he goes to a very tight end needy team with one of the better younger quarterbacks, if you can say that through only seven games of playing time. And I just think that with Hopkins there, Fuller there, and now Kiki Kuti and just being able to dish it in the middle of the field. And he's going to have the
1: opportunity to start week one, mm-hmm. I think, personally. So. I mean, I get that, too. I like Jordan Atkins a lot. We've talked about him a bunch, personally. Who is your biggest faller? My biggest faller is Dallas Goddard. I am as an early second, late first type guy. But he's now behind arguably one of the best tight ends in the league. I've seen him in rookie mocks falling all the way to the fourth round. Yeah. So he is definitely the biggest follower for me. I, it's not because I don't like the guy. His situation just sucks.
0: Yeah. It's going to be quite a few years till you're able to use the guy. Um, Mine is actually two guys who both got drafted by the same team. Uh, and it's tough to say, but Hayden Hurst, he was the first tight end drafted, and I think he may be one of the— Yeah, they're going to regret that. Lesser especially,
1: especially when they had the, obviously, first tight end selected, they had the opportunity to go out and get an athletic freak like Gusecki. A guy like you look at Gronk, even though he's been— And then go draft your blocking
0: tight friend. end later. That's basically what they did, a blocking guy and a receiving guy. Yeah. Which uh, my other guys, Mark Andrews, they're just gonna have to fight with each other for playing time, unless yeah, they decide to run a lot of two tight. End I would sets. I would
1: stay away from both of these guys just because it's gonna be hard to see which one wins out. Like you're not gonna be able to tell until it happens.
0: Yep. All right, let's move on to stash appeal.
1: All right, I actually didn't fill this up, but yeah, I think did. I think my biggest stash here would be. Uh, Dallas Goddard, just because he's so good, I did fill it out. I didn't fill out the next one, just because he's so good. When he does get his opportunity, I think he's gonna really hone it in and make the most of it.
0: Um, my guy gotta be patient. Yeah, I mean, definitely the guy is a freak, but coming from where he's coming from, it's gonna take him a couple years to develop. It is nice
1: again learning from one of the best tight ends in the league. So, uh,
0: but I'm gonna go with your other guy here, Ian Thomas. Learning from a great as well. Um, good situation. Get
1: it. Yeah, exactly. And especially with Ian Thomas, he is. You can put up numbers here because Greg Olson does like to get hurt. I don't know why, uh, but he does. Lately, he does. Yeah. Well, he's the first getting up part hurt of his age. career.
0: He wasn't much. I don't believe so. Uh, late round
1: targets. Now, let's move on to that. Um, late round targets. Obviously, Dallas Goddard's there because he's slipping. You have Ian Thomas, which we hit on. All these tight ends you can get in the later rounds because tight ends aren't really valued valued as high as
0: yeah, most of them else. Troy your boy too. Yep. Uh Atkins will probably fall to the fourth
1: round and a don't lot. Don't forget about Chris Herndon with the Jets who don't have a tight end. He's another good selection there. So the ASJ a, fill in. There's a lot of tight ends out there that you can take a chance on, really. So
0: all right. So shall we get into our uh top ten rookie tight end? Rankings. Yes. Just let me get there. There. Ooh, I got mine. <laughs> so um uh, mine actually did change quite a bit if you look at it. I didn't even switch my uh colors for my tears. <laughs> <laughs> um no, <I> kind of forgot. <laughs> 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 Alright, so number one, uh obviously we're gonna go Gusecki
1: here, right? Yeah, both, both of, us. of us are gonna go Gaseki. He's just an athletic freak.
0: And he gets Ooh. to go play that. Jarvis Landry role for the Dolphins now, just in a bigger body.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Gasecki all the way. I mean, he has potentially had put up like Gronk-like numbers just because of his athleticism. He may not be on the field as much as Gronk would because the guy can't block yet, but he has time to learn that.
0: Yep. Um, my number two guy. Uh, I doubt you agree here, but I have Jordan Atkins here just because of coming in, being able to be the guy right away in a young, talented offense.
1: Yeah, here, ugh, fucking tight ends are tough because they really got fucked up with. Uh, I'd going say to the Eagles. two through eleven, who I
0: have here, any of them could go anywhere, just about.
1: Yeah, here I would have to agree with you, with Jordan Atkins, just because of his start appeal. You're, you're one with the Texans, so I would have to agree with you there.
0: All right, uh, my third is Dallas Goddard.
1: Okay, here with my third, I put Ian Thomas just because I okay. don't. Think I have he has a next way as anyways. Long. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you have to wait as long for him to get... Yeah, Goddard was strictly a potential thing for me right yep. there. I do have Goddard going next just because of his potential alone. You can't really let him drop as far as what you're doing, yeah. what you want.
0: Um, my number five, Dalton Schultz, another start
1: potential starter for the Cowgirls. Yep, my number five, I actually put Hayden Hurst here just because he was drafted in the first round, so there's... There's draft capital there. He's gonna get the first shot. Just yeah, if you're gonna draft a tight end that that low, I think it's you're gonna, gonna draft your fucking tight end
0: before he you draft your quarterback. <laughs> well, it's no, I meant the Ravens. And oh cells. yeah, yeah, and the runs. um. My next guy. Well, it's actually both of them. Six A and six B. I have Mark Andrews and Hayden Hurst.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can I can get down with that too. It's tough to pick on where you should draft those, just because you don't know. Who's gonna get majority of the playing time? Yeah, um, um yeah, Eight. my yeah my next guy. This is where I have uh, Dalton Schultz going again. A great opportunity for him. I don't think he's he's not the sexy pick, but I think he'll be relatively productive. Like I him. said in last week's pod, the Stanford
0: coach came out and said that he's the best tight end he's had there, and he's had Ertz
1: and Fleener. Yeah, so, I mean, that's high praise. We got to see what happens with him, though. Yep.
0: Uh, my number eight is Troy, your boy, Fumagalli, because uh, of what you
1: said already. Yep. I actually have Troy at number eight, too. Again, I love the guy, but I'm not going to be outrageous and move him up as over all, all these other guys. He's going to...
0: He actually moved down three spots for me. I had him as my number five guy. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: I didn't have him that high. I had high.
0: him very high because uh,
1: when I when I pick these guys, I'm scared of being the homer guy. <laughs> so I try to the guys that I like from my home state, I try to move him down a little bit more. I actually hurt him more because I'm I watch them all the time. So
0: Yeah, you do get to see more of their flaws. But then again, other than Troy missing a finger, I don't think he's got a whole lot of flaws. No, in he's game. just an
1: all-around playmaker. I love the guy.
0: Um number nine, I have well, Chris Herndon, another guy you
1: brought up. Yep yeah, I have Herndon there too. Just because, again, first year appeal. I know we said it takes him a couple years, but a lot of these guys are put in good positions where they don't have tight ends.
0: Mm-hmm. Or so if they really do, it's a that. blocking guy in yeah. front of them and they're going to be the route runner. <laughs> um, so, where does that bring That's us? Number 10 I have Tyler Conklin. He gets to go, he'll be the second tight end behind Kyle Rudolph with the Vikings.
1: Yep, I have Tyler Conklin there just because he got drafted by the Vikings, so they're going to give him a decent shot at doing something. Mm-hmm. So,
0: And then uh, my last guy I have on here that has anything, any value really, is uh, Jordan Thomas out of Mississippi State.
1: Yeah, he was drafted to the Texans too, right?
0: Yes, he was also with the yeah. Texans.
1: I mean, all these tight ends that were drafted. But you he was also a
0: sixth round pick, Honestly, yeah,
1: You got to give him consideration. Obviously... The Texans aren't going to start Jordan Thomas over Atkins. Well, I mean, they could, but but
0: it just Atkins has first crack at it. Yeah.
1: So I I would still do Atkins over him. Obviously, he's higher in my rankings, but he's a guy you got to keep an eye out for.
0: Yeah, definitely. And there we have it. Another one in the books. We got through a lot of shit today. Oh, fuck yeah. What? 20 plus 18, 38 plus another... 8, that's 46, plus
1: 11, 57 guys in one episode. We really don't like to drag the shit out because we know your drafts are coming up soon. We're trying to get as much information as out as we can to you as fast as we can. And then if we do need to do filler episodes, we'll deal with that when we have to. But our main priority is getting that information out to you as fast, so we don't like to drag it out into multiple episodes.
0: Yeah, get it done in one. That's my saying yep (laughs) (laughs) all right it uh, could
1: be bad depending on what you're talking about right
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right you guys know where to find us so i'm at nsfw underscore dff mitch on twitter bj's at nsfw underscore dff bj yes i am follow our main account at nsfw underscore dff uh find us on facebook
1: youtube Sound actually don't go on YouTube because we haven't put shit on there for. You months. can
0: look at our old <laughs> shit; it's still all right. Um, where was I? SoundCloud, play radio, Anchor, Anchor, Apple Podcasts. Podcast. Just search NSFW Dynasty. Something will pop football, up. and you'll probably find it. If not, type it in on another one. <laughs> all right, later, guys. <laughs> Thanks for guys. listening.